Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unfiltered Fitness Radio. It is your host, Sarah Bishop, and I know it's been a bit since I've been on here. So I actually started a second podcast. I know, I know. Just love to talk. But no, my friends, Sonia Spill and Meredith Pachi and I all started a um, podcast called Unnamed and Untamed, which I'm super excited about. Um, So make sure you go over and subscribe. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify, all Google Play, all podcast platforms. But kind of just been busy with that and, you know, took a little backseat from an unfiltered fitness radio. But I wanted to get back here um, and talk about something that I feel like I talk about all the time, and that is biofeedback. So if you haven't listened to episode 12, definitely would recommend go back Listen to that um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about. But basically, like biofeedback is just the signals your body is constantly sending you. It's how your body communicates with you. Energy levels, mood, digestion, sleep quality, um, libido, gym performance, all the details within that. So like gym performance, are you getting a pump? Are you progressing, you know, your lifts, um, mood, are you anxious, are you depressed, sleep quality, are you having trouble falling asleep, or are you getting up in the middle of the night to pee, Um, which, you know, some of that is normal, but, like, excessively, like, are you, like, constantly, um, you know, just waking up in the middle of the night and you have no idea why, right? So all the nuance within biofeedback, menstrual cycle, that's a huge biofeedback marker. Um, I mean, like girl, ladies, you're lucky. Like we get this kind of like one up on men as far as understanding what's going on under the hood with our menstrual cycles. You know, guys don't have that, you know, monthly, um, cycle, that monthly rhythm that we have, you know, we can learn a lot from our cycles. Like for example, um, if one month your, um, your cycles really, long, you know, or if it's really short, you know, that can tell us things about perhaps the level of your training, like maybe your training is too intense, or maybe it indicates that, hey, like, you know, it, or it just kind of is a report card that shows us that, oh, you know, last month you were sick. So that would kind of influence, you know, this month's, um, you know, cycle because everything, everything we do has an effect and that effect comes out in biofeedback. But I thought I would kind of give a couple examples of like how I use a client's biofeedback in making adjustments. So let's talk, let's talk sleep. I feel like that's like a really, a really like common issue. And let's say, for example, you know, so I have my check-in sheets, right? Which I ask questions um, about, you know, biofeedback. So sleep quality hours. Um, I ask what days, you know, people train. Um, so I can just see it all laid out in a calendar. And then I ask for like, you know, just written feedback. So let's say, for example, I have a client and they're reporting every training day. They're having trouble falling asleep. Like sleep quality, like they rate low. Um, you know, they tell me they're having trouble falling asleep. They're only getting like six and a half hours, which for my lifters is just not ideal. You really want that eight, you know, solid eight, even nine for some of you. Um, but you know, let's just say they tell me they're like always having trouble falling asleep. Um, and they, you know, are also a evening workout, you know, an evening trainer. And so, you know, so from there I might like ask, start asking more questions. Okay. Um, 
what kind of pre-workout are you having? How much caffeine is in your pre-workout? What time is your last meal of the night? Because if your last meal is too close to bed, sometimes that can impact um, your your sleep-wake cycle, um, your ability to fall and stay asleep, you know, because if your body's busy digesting a huge post-workout meal, you know, that's going to be its focus, not falling asleep, right? Um, caffeine, you know, I'm going to ask these questions to make sure that I'm not, you know, missing anything. And then I'm going to take what the client tells me to adjust their either, um, in this case, it would be like lifestyle and, um, lifestyle and nutrition related, less so training related, if that's the only time that they can, um, lift. But I would say, okay, let's go stim free pre-workout. Let's really like after your lift, I would rather you get your post-workout meal a little bit later and just really make sure that you're in a sympathetic or a parasympathetic state, excuse me. So, you know, training, you know, we're very fight or flight, right? And that fight or flight, we want to ease and shut down and go away by the time we're getting ready for mealtime and definitely by the time we're getting ready for bed. So, you know, I would, you know, talk to the person about, you know, on the way home, like from, um, from the gym, like maybe instead of listening to a podcast, we listen to some calming music and calming music. It doesn't have to be like binaural beats. It could be like just whatever kind of music you like. Like for me, like I might put on like country or Maroon 5 or something like that. And instead of like my normal, like fitty and I don't know, all the like nineties, like rap and hip hop that like heavy stuff. So using your biofeedback. So like we just took that one variable, right? I'm having trouble falling asleep. Um, I just, you just look at what else is going on in the picture here and you notice trends. So I noticed the trend that someone is consistently, you know, having trouble falling asleep on training days. So, you know, that's indicative to me that something is going on, um, you know, within that training day that's impacting, you know, their sleep. Um, other things like related to, to that, like digestion. Maybe I noticed that after someone's leg day, they always have loose stool. Well, that could be some part of someone's stress response is that they, um, they have, they tend to have more like diarrhea, loose stool as a result of really hard training. Like I've been full transparency. That's been my, my gig in the past. Another big example would be using something like a refeed or a diet break. Like so many people are like, OMG, do I need a refeed? Like studies say, well, the studies actually don't tell us all that much yet, but um, biofeedback, that's how I decide like in a dieting phase that someone needs a refeed. Um, you know, maybe energy is dipping or maybe we notice gym performance, you know, is kind of fading a little bit or um, you know, sleep quality, again, like sometimes carbohydrates increase, strategic increases in carbohydrates can help sleep quality. So, you know, in a diet phase, especially we're looking for those biofeedback markers, um, potentially like down-regulated markers that would indicate that we need a little boost, um, you know, either in the form of a diet break or a refeed, or maybe we need to pull back on cardio this week, whatever the case might be. But you wouldn't know to do that. You don't just, it's not just like, oh, week six in the diet, time for a diet break. Like, no, like same with a deload, like from training, like you look for those signals from your body that we need to pull back or push ahead. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it, it's again, biofeedback is what your body is constantly 
telling you, but having a coach really helps you, you know, connect the dots and see like where these connections are. So a good coach is always going to be using your biofeedback to make adjustments and make decisions. And a great coach is going to be teaching you to pay attention and, and notice these things for them for yourself. Um, you know, the menstrual cycle, like back to that one. So sometimes like clients will report like just feeling moody, really a lot of cravings. Um, you know, maybe gym performance was lagging a little bit a couple days. And, you know, I look back at their charts, you know, at their sheets and I notice, okay, it's been about, you know, 30 days, 20 something days since your last period. Maybe it's PMS related. And this is where tracking your cycle is super, super important because it is such a valuable variable. And if you track your cycle um, as a form of form of biofeedback, um, you know, you're going to kind of get ahead of the game and know like, okay, like say before you're, you know, before. In, the, in this situation, you would have known ahead of time that my period is coming. Maybe I need to, you know, be just extra cautious on my recovery. I guess cautious isn't the right word, but I need to really, you know, this week pay extra attention to recovery. Um, you know, maybe try to get to bed a little bit earlier, hop in an Epsom salt bath, that sort of deal. Um, you know, just because I know that my body is going to be a little bit more inflamed this week. So I want to, you know, do my due, due diligence or, you know, on the flip side, like kind of on that example, so many people like on Instagram and stuff are talking about like cycle syncing and, and all these different things and all these shoulds and, you know, you should feel this way on your period. Like, oh, all women, all women struggle in the gym, you know, the week before their, their period, you know, stuff like that. Well, maybe you're not all women, you know, so you might see that, you know, information on social media and be like, oh, I have to change my training because so-and-so said that I'm going to feel fatigued this week. Well, how do you feel? You might feel great. I have some clients and that aren't affected at all by their cycles. I have other clients that it's actually like the week after they get their period that, you know, they start to feel a little bit, you know, sluggish or off. Um, so it's, you know, it's all, or they, they notice it around ovulation. It's, it's super dependent on you. And that's where your biofeedback is just this really unique tool, well, unique tool. It's, it's your body talking to you. It's, and it's not even a tool. It's like, I think the first time I told someone, I was just talking about like, oh, I use my client's biofeedback. And they're like, well, what, how much does that cost? Like to measure it? It's like, no, it's free. It's free. You always know, like you, or you always know if you choose to pay attention, your sleep quality, your digestion, um, you know, your mood, et cetera, et cetera. So I just hope this quick little episode kind of shows you how, you know, we can use this, this biofeedback as a great tool and understand just the different intricacies of our body. And, you know, along those lines, so I talk a lot and have had guests on this podcast before um, discussing the importance of getting blood work done and talking about hormones and things like that. Well, you know, so many people are like, I think now like questioning like, oh, do I have an issue with my hormones? Are my hormones off? what does your biofeedback say? You know, are you, um, noticing like hair falling out? Like, are you noticing that, you know, you're in the morning, you just have trouble, like really just focusing or you feel like brain foggy, kind of like there's like a, a like layer of film over your brain in the morning and it's, it's harder for you than it's used to be to, to get with it in the morning. Um, you know, maybe you've noticed, um, changes to digestion, like all systems play 
are, are connected. So if, if you're noticing these, you know, symptoms, you know, one, look at your lifestyle, look at how your lifestyle is impact, impacting your biofeedback. Um, do we need to adjust your sleep schedule? Do we need to adjust your stress levels? Or do we need to have a better perception of stress? Because a lot of times stressors are outside of our control. But what we can control is our attitude about them. Now, once we kind of do those things, like before we freak out and think that, you know, we have a thyroid issue because we have some low energy in the morning, you know, maybe make sure that you drink plenty of water and maybe you try to get some sunshine um, and all that before you reach for the cup of coffee. You know, once we kind of establish that those lifestyle factors aren't what's impacting your biofeedback, then that's where we say, okay, let's go get some blood work done. Um, and you can do it at the same time. You know, I'm not saying don't get blood work done. I'm saying that, you know, there are a lot of just free reports that your body is giving you um, that you can, you know, listen to, pay attention to, and then you there's plenty of free tools that you can use to improve those markers. Um, stress is such a big one. Like a lot of times, like all these, if any of these biofeedback markers are off, keep in mind, like stress very much might be at the root cause. And I think what people forget about too, is that stress is not just, um, my husband's annoying and stressing me out. Like it's could be, you know, you know, you're going too long in between meals and your blood sugar regulation is off. That's a stressor to your body. Um, it could be you're continuously choosing to eat cheese sticks when you know that you are lactose intolerant. That's a huge stressor to your digestive system. And then thus systemically, um, again, poor sleep, you know, too much, too little movement, all stressors on your body. And that's going to be probably at the root the cause of the dysfunction to any biofeedback marker. So again, looking at lifestyle habits and, you know, I know it's overwhelming. Like it, it, there's so much I could talk about here and it's, I know it's overwhelming to like think about. And that's where like having a coach comes in because it's so easy speaking for myself here, you guys, like it is, this is why I have a coach. It's so easy for me to just push, 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 push and run my body into the ground because like that's my default, you know, and you know, some people, their default is to pull back and lie on the couch. But I know a lot of you listen, listening to this, you're more of a, um, a pusher, I guess. I don't know. So having a coach come in and say, Hey, look, look at all these biofeedback markers. You know, you just got in injured or, you know, tweaked, you know, your knee in the gym, you haven't slept great. You know, your stress is high this week at work. It's probably time for a deload. You know, like you, a coach can help connect these dots for you and be that objective eye because we have these awesome physicals and performance goals, but internal health has to be there for us to really optimize and achieve those goals. And how do we optimize health? Paying attention to biofeedback and adjusting accordingly. So I hope this episode helped you just kind of see you know, why biofeedback is important, how your coach might use it, um, how you can start kind of making these connections yourself. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, as always, appreciate the ratings and reviews and make sure you subscribe and then check out my other podcast. We just did a episode on periods, like understanding your menstrual cycle. So again, huge biofeedback marker. Um, so unnamed and untamed, make sure you go and check that out and subscribe is there as well. And you can hear my voice there. Uh, too. So, um, 
look forward to getting back up again on this podcast. And I kind of like the idea of doing the short and sweet episodes. So if you guys are cool with that, actually, I'm, I'm working on like not stressing about what other people think. So I might just do it anyway. Um, the nice short and sweet episodes. And on that note, I will stop rambling and have a great rest of your day. Bye.